Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Up. It's time for Tim. The Tim Weisberg Show on 1420 WBSM and streaming live on WBSM.com and the WBSM app. Talk to Tim now at 508-996-0500 or send him a message through the WBSM app. And now, WBSM's big gun, Tim Weisberg. Welcome back in hour number three of the program here on Friday. And uh, we have had quite a morning already. It's been a busy one. I will get the podcast episodes out there. Um, I haven't yet. I do a couple of things, a couple of different things that I do during the breaks, during the news breaks, uh, including uh, sharing out some of the other articles that we have at WBSM.com and on the app. Things like Barry's article, which I'm sure he'll be discussing with you today. Uh, that uh, he has realized something about the political and historical book selection at the local Barnes & Noble store. So he wrote about it and uh, and shared some photos with you so you can see what it is that he's talking about. And he'll have some more news on that as well. So you can talk with him about that. He'll also be talking about the Trump indictment, I am sure. And uh, you can talk about him, talk about a variety of topics with him. And of course, tonight on South Coast Tonight, it is going to be one of their usual Friday night shows where they always have a lot of fun, but also they're going to be giving away a, they're giving away four Red Sox tickets to tomorrow's game. So what they want is uh, during the program tonight, during South Coast Tonight, and I guess he, I, I didn't ask Marcus if he's being specific about the times necessarily, but you have to, you have to send them an app chat message on the WBSM app telling them what your favorite Red Sox memory is, who your favorite Red Sox player was, anything along those lines. And you can send it to the South Coast Tonight Show. If you send it before they're live, you can just select what show to send it to, and then that will enter you to win the contest. So I would have promoted it yesterday, but I didn't know about it until I heard them mention it last night. So you will, um, you will enjoy... All of the great Red Sox talk that will be happening tonight as they read those messages, I am sure. And, of course, if you didn't read it, Marcus has a great piece up about Ted Williams and the Ted Williams camp and its connection to the South Coast. Uh, somebody, somebody out there in the listening audience once gave me what is now one of my treasured items. Um, there was a, a cartoonist for the Standard Times. I can't remember his name. It was Al something, I believe. And he would draw different sports cartoons as part of the, the standard times back in the day. And he drew one of Ted Williams that Ted Williams actually signed. And, and, and through, you know, an amazing person who, who brought, who gave it to me, it is now in my possession. And it's one of the few times now that you can say that you have a Ted Williams signature that, you know, is legitimately his signature. 
Because if you remember, toward the end of his life, his son, John Henry Williams, was signing things for his father and selling them for profit. And the, the, it was very messy how, how the Splendid Splinter's life ended. But I know, you know, it doesn't matter. Like, I could never bring it to a collector um, or a shop and, and, and have that anecdotal story be enough to, to, to value it. And to be honest with you, I wouldn't part with it anyway. So, but it's, it's just knowing in, in my heart that it's an authentic Ted Williams signature, I think, is one of the coolest things, one of the coolest things that I own. And I don't collect a lot of sports memorabilia. You would think for being a sports writer that I would have access to a lot of it. And not really. But, I, and uh, you know, I have, like, Celtics jerseys. Um, Mick Collagio was always giving me Celtics jerseys that he found in his, his jersey collecting hobby that he has. And so I have a, a nice collection of, of Celtics jerseys. And I have an autographed Antoine Walker ball that I, I received when, when uh, my ex-wife and I were dating. And so it, it really... It's, that's pretty much the extension of my sports memorabilia. But having a, a really signed Ted Williams si- uh, you know, autograph is, uh, is, is pretty special. Marcus says it'll be between 7 and 9 that they'll be collecting those, those memories. So, uh, you know, type it up, save it on a Google Doc or something, and then just drop it into the app chat when, <laughs> when, you're, when you're ready to send it off. All right, let's go to the phones. We have a phone call here, 508-996-0500. Good morning. You are on WBSM. Oh, hello. Are you there? Hello. How you doing? Hi. What's on your mind? So, um, are, are we ready to go or no? Yep, you're on the air. Okay. So, all this does, right, I'll just say it real quick. All this does to our government in the United States, to other countries, is make us look weaker than we already are. I, I assume you're talking about the, the Trump indictment. Yeah. Makes us look weaker than we already are. Because, like you said, it would be the first time that a president, I've been watching it all morning, I've been following it, I follow it, whatever. It's the first time that a president gets in, in, indicted. It's going to cost a ton of taxpayers' money, a ton of people's time and waste. He'll ultimately be found innocent or something like that. And then we go back to the not letting him be able to be on that ballot in 2024. Well, I, I mean, I, I didn't say that. I said, uh, you know, I want to, I'm not totally sure that this will even get to that point. So when they, when they, when they indict him, then I guess, you know, you have to now be able to get 12 people and you only have to have, you need one person out of the 12 to say that he didn't do it. And, but and, and you, most likely, you, but, one person out of the 12 will say he wouldn't do it. He didn't do it. Well, I was going to say, do you think in Manhattan, do, do you think it's going to be easy to find that one person? I mean, if you look at the, if you look at the socioeconomic demographics of, of Manhattan, is that a place where you are, are confident that you will find that one person? Oh, no, they're going to be biased over there, for sure. I mean, I'm just looking at all the little intricacies of what has to yeah. happen before I, I really look at it and, and yeah, would make I a think, determination. Like I said, they don't want him in there for a reason, and this is the reason. If you have a bad kid in school and all the other kids are doing great and he is the one that's inciting the riots, you get rid of that person. So he's in there telling the truth. He's in there cleaning out the cesspool of all the people that have taken money, government officials that are just taking money and letting people on one advertisement, they're saying Americans are going to have to squeeze tight on their food budget because they're going to be cutting uh, food stamps. On the next commercial, 
it says that they're giving out free food stamps to all the immigration people that are coming over. Makes no sense to me. But let me give you a, a, a counter argument to, to your point about it. You know, they're, they're trying to weaken him for the, the 2024 race. The, there's also the school of thought that they're trying to galvanize the support for him for the 2024 race so that he will be the candidate over Ron DeSantis because they feel like, I mean, again, this is the, 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 you know, the conspiracy theory that people are putting out there, that, um, that they feel that uh, DeSantis would be too strong of a candidate to beat Biden, but that Biden would beat Trump. So they want to ensure, they're doing this to ensure that, that Trump is the candidate, even though they know that it would go nowhere. It could be. That's a good strategy, too. I never, I did think of it that way before, but I just, like I said, it just leaves a bad taste in my mouth to see that. A, 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 aside of what he said when he was in office, the things that he did makes it I would think, a little bit of bad taste in my mouth that I see he's, he's indicted on some charges that I, I, I would, I think I, I'm almost 90%. He's not going to be, he's indicted. He's going to go through the whole process, arraignment. Pre-trial conferences, all that stuff, it's not going to go anywhere. Let me, let me ask you a question, though. So, I mean, it's obvious that that's how you think, that it won't go anywhere. But, and you said that this pro, just putting him through the process kind of weakens our nation in, in the eyes of other countries. Now, what if they go through the process and it turns out that he, he is, guilt, is found guilty and he does have to pay a penalty for it? Would you feel that that process then would also still weaken us in the eyes of other nations? Absolutely. Because Absolutely. other, I mean... It's clear that other countries, everybody has a fine line that they that 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 they walk. You know what I mean? Some people do 100% try the right thing. Some people have to, you know, they go left to right, they navigate, they strategize. Other countries are definitely strategizing. If Trump strategized, that's his his, his business. As long as it doesn't affect the uh, working class American people. He wasn't. He wasn't a politician, and I always said 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 that he's never been a politician. He's about making the economy stronger. That was it. If they could have had somebody step in and do all that grateful, and I'll do this, and I'll do that, and blah, blah, that's great. Let somebody speak for him, and let him be behind the scenes and do the economical part. It would have been perfect. I don't think he's a behind the scenes guy, though. No, no, you're right. That's one thing. He's he's a up close in your face person, but that's the. That's what his downfall was. Yeah. Well, we'll see how this plays out. I mean, again, as I said, and, and as some of the legal analysts that I've seen on TV have predicted, there's probably going to be more in this indictment than what the public is expecting uh, for it to have gotten to this point. So we'll, we'll see. I guess we'll find out on Tuesday. Exactly. All right. Thank you. Thank you for the call. Yeah. I see the phone lines are lighting up. I, I don't want to make this the, the topic of the entire hour because I know that Barry's going to be talking about it with you in depth. And, and let's be honest with you. Barry's going to agree with whatever it is you're calling to say far more than I will. Um, but I guess if you want to call in and talk about it, you know, 508-996-0500. You're next on WBSM. Hey, what's up? What are you doing? Uh, what's you? going on? Right. Hey, the point that I was uh, trying to make yesterday is that the media has become wicked corporatized. And you know that the um, executive chairman of Town Square Media, who, who was the co-founder, and now he's the bigwig up there, he was the assistant deputy secretary of defense in the first Bush administration. No, no, that's not who our CEO is now. No, I'm not talking about the CEO, I'm talking about the executive chairman. No, he's, what, what, what's, what's the point? What point are you trying to make? What, what are you trying to say? What are you trying to say about Town Square Media? That it's, it's corporated, just like Cumulus, Odyssey, iHeart. It's basically in the same matrix of too much is under the control of too few hands. So what, what, what are they controlling here? What are they controlling what we do at WBSM? 
they own multi-radio stations in the whole U.S. And I understand, Tim, that your job is not to get in-depth in this. Because you don't want uh, we'll to talk about anything about it. I'm not afraid to talk about it. I understand that, and that's the truth. No, I will talk about you anything. You just think you know about how the company that I work for runs better than I do. And I'm telling you, I'm here to tell you that whatever this thing is that you think about Hound Square Media is wrong. Control do of what goes on here. They multiple radio stations around the U.S. They do. Like but almost the, 400. But there's no agenda and that they're pushing. Correct. That, 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 that's not right. It's a monopoly of information. How do you feel radio, about all the Sinclair stations that. that own all the television stations? Do you care? Do you, does that bother same you just thing, as much? Same thing. It's all part of the matrix, man. It's all part of the matrix. So it's who do so you want to own these stations ownership. then? If Who do you want to own them if there aren't local owners? It's the local ownership that's selling to Town Square Media. Because they come in and offer massive dollars. No, they don't. This is the part of their plan to control information. And that's the point I'm trying to so get So if they're at, trying to control we, the information, wouldn't they be telling us what information to put out there? Tim, your job is to play dumb because you work for Town Square No, Media. your you job is job to play dumb because you're a US. dumb person. That's your job. Anywhere in the U.S. you can get a job if you're staying good with certain people in Town Square Media. Okay? What? How tight is the tinfoil around your head today? You need to loosen it a okay, little bit today. Tim. Tim, give me a break. Man. Oh, I'm sorry. You're, you, you can call in and you can Tim. insult me. You can, you can insult you me. You can call in and insult me about calling me a corporate stooge. But if I try to throw anything back at you, oh, no, no, God forbid. You are the most insane person that calls into the station. You have got serious <laughs> mental Coming issues. Coming from you, it's a compliment, pig boy. Good. Coming from you, it's a compliment. Good. I'm, I'm glad that you feel that way. I'm glad that you feel that way. You are the most ridiculous caller into every show because you live in some basement shelter. Okay. You don't live in the real world. What do you? What are you trying to say? You're trying you to say that I am told what matrix, I'm told what to say. I'm trying to tell you the truth is that we live in a matrix and it's too <sighs> much corporate control in radio stations. So then, why am I here? No, you got that job. You got that job somewhere. Would you agree? Why, why am I here much? if I have a different mindset than every other host that you hear on this station besides Marcus Ferrer? Part of the Matrix. They need you there, Tim. Will you agree that there's too many radio stations owned by too few hands? No. True or false? No. I would rather have somebody buying them to keep them alive and vibrant. They were, they're working fine under under local ownership. That's, that's okay. what this is. This is locally run. Even though it's owned by a corporate entity, everything that we do here is done on a local level. There is no corporate overlords telling us what to do. We are independent. We run independent. Okay? Well, I don't agree with you. I don't agree with you. You can disagree with me all you want. You don't because know what you're talking about. say otherwise. Okay? I am the facts. <laughs> you are the joke. Goodbye. Yeah, you're a joke. <laughs> Jesus. My God. This guy would walk into McDonald's and tell McDonald's how McDonald's runs. And they would just look at him and be like, what is wrong with you guy? He's the very definition of a, excuse me, sir, this is a Wendy's. How, how do you think that you know, you know, I took it in stride yesterday because you were just coming out of left field. But, and this is why I've hung up on him every single time I've heard his voice because he's, he's just got mental issues. I don't know how else to put it. I would never want to be the person that, that makes assumptions about somebody's mental state. But all the evidence that you are giving me is that you are not a rational person. When I am telling you how this company runs, oh, you know, because I work for it. 
but you think that we live in some sort of crazy simulation? If QAnon had a phone number, it would be yours. We literally just talked to the AI voice of 4chan or 8chan or whatever it is now. This company, yes, they own lots of, of, of radio stations. They're the number two company behind the other one, the competition that, that owns everything. The company that, by the way, is uh, laying people off and, and, and firing people who have been around forever while our company, you know, adds people to the roster. But anyway, besides all that, I, I, I don't want to bash the competition. I just will talk about what I know from my own experience. I have been here for 20 years. I have worked in some capacity, albeit maybe just doing a weekend show or something, at WBSM for 20 years. In 20 years of working here, nobody has ever told me what to talk about. Nobody has ever told me what position to take. Now, are there, are there certain um, um, suggested best practices of how to say things? Yes. You know, so for example... You know, they don't want us coming on here and saying the blacks. So we get we get a diversity style guy that says, please refer to them as black people or people of color. Please do not refer to them as the blacks. Never refer to anybody as the something or other. And that's why you will hear me say, sorry, caller, I didn't get to you. If you want to call back, I'll, I'll put you on hold. Um, you will hear people say, you know, oh, uh, the Irish. And I'll say, well, Irish, Irish people, you know, like. That's because, you know, they want us to be f fair in our language. But they don't tell us the editorial content of, of what we have to say. And I know that there's, there's people that put that up on social media. There was a one guy that would comment on every single post about how, you know, we're, we're all town square puppets. The only thing the town square has given us as an edict when it comes to the kind of content that we put out on the air is they say... Be the local town square for your region. Be the local town square where people can come and talk about the local issues and, and give them that sounding board that they won't find other places. That's the only edict that we have. So you can complain all you want about how many stations town square owns. There is no, and I am on meetings of a national level where they are talking to every station all at the same time. And there is none of this control. There is not, even musically, even musically, there's no, on Fun 107, there's no corporate overlords that are saying, you are only playing these songs. Michael Rock and Nancy Hall have meetings and discussions with the music people, with the people from the record labels. They get played all the new songs that are going to be out there and they hear them all and they have conversations about the artists and they decide what songs they're going to play. That's kind of unheard of in today's radio business anywhere. But that's how much local control we have over, over what goes on on the airwaves here. What do we have from the national team? Support. We have support if something goes wrong. So if the app doesn't work, they can help us with that. Or they build the app to begin with. They help us with our websites and all the technical things involved with that. That's what we get out of being part of this, this corporate structure. You know, and there's other benefits too for employees that work here, 401ks, things like that. All the things that you would expect to happen as part of a, a corporate environment. 
But when it comes to the content, it is all locally decided. That caller called in yesterday. I guess his, his tinfoil hat's been too tight two days in a row. When he called in yesterday, you know, he tried to say, we have to carry Mark Levin. We have to carry uh, uh, you know, Bill O'Reilly. Well, the only reason that we carried Mark Levin was because the previous show that was on went away. And so Michael Rock, the director of content for both of these stations, said, I think we'll bring back Mark Levin because we had him on before and people liked him. And when the Bill O'Reilly show became available as something that we could carry because we have to have agreements with the satellite companies for what syndicated programming we can run. And when you have that agreement, you have to look at what their content slate is and decide from there. So if we don't have an agreement with a network, we can't have somebody. If you're like, oh, well, why don't you have, uh, you know, this show? Well, because we don't work with the syndicate that, that syndicates them. But we look at the ones that we do have available to us and we decide. So, for example... We brought on Charlie Kirk because Michael Rock looked at the available options and said, I really like Charlie Kirk and I think the audience would like him too. And we, I can tell you the exact conversation that we had about it. I'm, I'm not afraid to share it. If Michael's listening and he, he thinks I'm going too inside and doesn't want me to talk about it, come in. But the conversation that we had was, you know, Ben Shapiro was a great talent who, who gave people a younger perspective of the conservative side of things, but he was also somebody that was a little bit hard to take and a little bit hard to listen to for a lot of folks. But Charlie Kirk has a much better delivery and he is, um, you know, a little bit more measured in his comments. You know, he's not as reactionary as Ben Shapiro. And I think that they, he'll, he'll, he'll be somebody who will um, resonate with the audience. And, and that's been true. So these discussions I've been part of. So I know what I'm talking about. So please listen to me. I know I collect a paycheck, so you think I have a, an invested reason to do it. But let me tell you, I don't sell out what I think for anybody. I never have. If I was willing to sell out what I thought in order to move up in the world, don't you think I would have started acting you know, like a conservative years ago to get myself on the radio? Because that's a much easier path than to, to, to feel the way that I do and to be able to get airtime. So don't call in and impugn my character based on your wacko conspiracy theory about what our company is all about. 508-996-0500. I should take a break, but I'm going to take this call. Good morning. You're next on WBSM. Good morning, my friend. How what are you? What were we talking about Saturday? Uh, we talked about a lot of things. Uh, I don't I'm remember my blood pressure being as high. Situation? <laughs> There it was, again. There, yeah. You, you know, if you went through a whole day where that didn't happen, you'd be going, wow. Well, the what, best, am I dropping my edge or something? Nah, the best part about it is when I walk out that studio door in a half an hour, I don't even dwell on any of it. Absolutely. Absolutely. The um, I was over at the site, the fire site, earlier briefly. So they've got it. The first floor is kind of still kind of up, holding the pile of containment. And I guess they're going to bring in some water so as they start to and spray it down. So as they're starting to separate stuff um, to keep the air quality down. So any breeze and stuff. So, But uh, I've gotten in contact with seven of the residents and all of them are secured in some way. Um, again, just the response of the community, the first responders, the mutual aid was incredible. Um, that's a Terrific, sad thing, but to see the response from people is, and 
unbelievable. So. Absolutely. Always a pleasure. Have a great weekend. Likewise, you as well. And uh, I'm going to squeeze in one more call here, and then I definitely have to take the break. Good morning. You're next on WBSM. Hey, how are you today? Good. How you doing? Good. Uh, I uh, want to uh, talk about uh, what was revealed, uh, the Fox News texts with all the uh, hosts at night. Sure, yeah. I mean, I, I don't know who's honking at you, but <laughs> tell them you're on the radio. Uh, incoming call. Let's see. Ignore. Okay, there we go. Uh, so, uh, yeah, so you're talking about the, the, the text that they showed, like the Tucker Carlson one saying, you know, we got to get Trump, uh, it'll go away as quick as possible, that kind of stuff. I forget yeah, the exact word. Yeah, him, and they didn't believe any of the stuff they were saying on the air. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty outrageous. They've been doing that for years. It doesn't matter if it's true or not. Their business model was based on keeping people upset. It's like, it's the same as a like button. It gives you a little little hit of of dopamine and uh, whatever it is, and that's their business model, just keep people upset. So they went on the air with these lies, knowing that it'll keep people upset. Sure. And, I mean, and they, and, also, and they can... also pick out wedge issues like uh, the drag queens at the libraries. Oh, I'm so over that issue. Yeah, but, you know, to me, who cares? I mean, I, I wouldn't go to a show, but I'm glad it exists. I'm glad archery exists. I'm glad chess exists. This is a, a wonderful wide world of uh, interests. So let them be. But they'll hammer away at that, saying it's an indoctrination. And they'll just keep picking stuff like that as a business model to keep people upset. And it's not going in a great direction. I would agree. All right. Thank you for the call. Have a good and day. And the same thing happens on Barry's show. So, Bye. All right. Okay. I, I can't. Not going to. Uh, not going to delve into that but uh the certainly this can be up for discussion uh when we come back from the break but i do want to get into this freetown lakeville school committee situation again i don't know how far i will go with it because um i will say that they are they are attacks on the personal life of another school board member but i don't want to get into the specific uh accusations that are being lobbied first of all because uh well anyway and i did offer the person who is the subject of the of the accusations, uh, the opportunity to come on, um, just so that you know, he he did politely decline, which I understand. You shouldn't have to respond to somebody making you know smears about you and and, and your character and, and your family like that. That's it's just again, she's not a serious person, not a serious candidate. All right, we got to take a break though. We'll be back in a few. If you want to call in and chime in, or you can hit us up on App Chat on the WBSM app. Uh, been trying to um, been trying to check out a few of these. Uh, let's see. Uh, Firefighter Anthony says, uh, Copper Kettle in New Bedford had the best quahog in the area, in my opinion. Do any of your listeners have an opinion on where the best quahog is now? Thank you, and remember to test your smoke alarms once a month and charge your battery, change your batteries rather twice a year. Uh, let's see who has the best quahog that I've had. I don't know. There's so many great ones. I will tell you this. You're more likely to find a great quahog than you are to find a bad one. That much I know to be true. Also, I'll tell you this. They work out really well in the air fryer. Take it from me. Uh, and then also answered seven in the cushion. It says people will say taxpayers 
are paying for this indictment, but don't they know we as taxpayers paid for Trump's kids to go on vacation and for his protection? On another note, well done with this last caller that doesn't know what he is talking about. Well, I think he's referring to the earlier caller. It took me a little while to get to the message. And, um, and then Courtney in Freetown says, please, can you mention that she is smearing someone who is not on the ballot? Yes. And that's, that's the thing that I want to get into in this Freetown Lakeville race. So we, as I mentioned, we were, I was at the, um, sometimes I use, you know, the editorial we when I'm writing articles and sometimes it's still in my head when I'm speaking. But no, I was at the Freetown Lakeville candidate forum on Wednesday and I went there because, as I've mentioned before, this was the night that school committee candidate Kayla Churchill was supposed to announce her 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 platform, really, because she, as you know, she is the mom who w- walked into the schools and, and to, to prove that the security was lax. She did prove her point. Uh, she did also get charged for trespassing for doing so. Um, and uh, and what many of the parents the other night referred to as the breach, um, it did alert that there were some security concerns that have since been fixed. Uh, but she is also running for a school committee, and uh, on on that pla- on that idea of you know pushing for more school security. That's really all that we know. Uh, we know a few of the other things that she has posted, aligning herself with Moms for Liberty which is a group uh, that has been very hateful toward LGBTQ plus people. Uh, and, and certainly you can do all kinds of reading about them, but uh, they are not somebody that I would want to align myself with, but she was advocating for people to sign up for it on her campaign Facebook page. Uh, she did. Uh, we do agree on one thing. She wants you know kids to, to be certain to be taught cursive, and I agree with that. That should be done. Um, and also while you're teaching them, teach them to do it really well too because, and I think part of the reason we've gotten away from cursive is because everybody who does it, you know, their penmanship can be better if they're printing than if they're writing cursive. Gives you a little bit of a better chance of being able to read it, but I understand. There's not enough time in the day with all the things that they put on teachers now to focus on on good penmanship, but it's got to get done. Uh, I think cursive is definitely something people should know. Secondly, uh, the, you know, this is, so this is all that we know because she hasn't put her platform on her website or on her social media. When everybody is, whenever anybody has asked her about it, she has asked for them to call her and given her phone number and offered to meet people one-on-one and said she would be setting up a table outside a business for people to come and talk to her there. But here is your chance to talk to the people who you are asking to vote for you. And she chose not to show up. And so people were wondering why. Well, last night at midnight, she posted in the town Facebook group, again, not on her campaign page, but in a town Facebook group, that the reason why she didn't go was because she was torn up and praying. I mean, praying is in, you know, um, prayer rather than praying. But I guess, I guess the other homonym for praying works in this case, too, because she decided that she was going to go after a school committee member who is not up for re-election, who is not on the ballot on Monday, uh, and utilize something that she apparently discovered, I guess recently, about his personal life and use that against him. And I know the post was deleted, and I know... I don't know who it was deleted by. If it was deleted by Kayla Churchill herself or by the admins of the group because what I've seen has been the um, MO of the moderators of the group 
is that when the comments start to go off the rails, they just turn off the comments, but they don't remove the post. But I have seen a few posts that have disappeared that were posted by Kayla's mother and other people who had supported her. So I'm wondering, were those deleted by the admins or was it by the, the original poster? I don't know. But it's not there now. But screenshots are forever. And the screenshots are still going around. And the screenshots indicate that she had reached out to this person basically to tell him, you know, this is what I know. And it was about a personal relationship that happened many years ago that um, apparently a lot of people in town know about. Because that was the commentary that was showing up on this post was, this is old news. Everybody knows about this. Like, why are you trying to use this as, as, as a way to get against him? But basically, like, saying... If you resign, I won't tell your wife. Right? What does that sound like to you? That, you know, if you... And asking him to show support for her and to work with her if she's elected. And then she'll back off. Things like this. And again, I might not have it exactly, but I do have the screenshots. I just don't want to read them word for word if they're not posted publicly anymore. So... Her defense of why she didn't show up was to deflect toward smearing a person who isn't even on the ballot. And I'm sure there are some of you who are standing up and saying, yeah, go Kayla. But anybody else that's looking at this rationally is thinking to themselves, I would rather be more concerned with a candidate who is pushing what it is that they believe should be done, who is uh, working hard to earn people's votes, and who is trying to show the serious leadership that's needed for a school committee position than somebody who is spending their time, instead of doing those things, launching a smear campaign or, or a revenge tour or whatever it is that she's trying to do with this. I don't, and I don't, I don't know what the end game is. Do you think more people are going to vote for you because you attack somebody who isn't even on the ballot? You already tried attacking the person who is on the ballot by questioning her residency. That plan didn't work. And even if you force the resignation of this other school committee member, do you think that that means you just get put on the school committee? Like if he resigns before Monday's election, which uh, let's face it, if you force him into resigning, he's probably not going to resign before Monday. But do you somehow think that if he resigns on Monday, they just say, hey, you know what? We'll just take all three candidates then because we got another hole to fill. So let's just take all three people on the ballot. No need to vote for two anymore. We're just going to take all three. What, what was the end game? And, and her commentary before it was deleted was saying that this is not about her campaign, but about doing what's right as a parent. Well, any parent out there that thinks that the right thing to do is to take somebody's personal life and use it against them, please don't do that. Because that's not what a serious person does. And also, the smears on his personal life 
were not in her original statement as to what she was praying about. She was she was concerned about whether or not he should be on the school committee because I guess some of his teaching licenses are suspended. And I don't know what all of that is all about. I don't know the reasons behind that. I'm sure he will make a statement about that going forward. As he said, he told me he will, you know, address this later. He's taking the weekend to think about how to address it. But if you're worried about his teaching licenses being suspended, making him ineligible to be on the school committee, I ask then what licenses you have in teaching that you feel mean that you should be on the school committee. 508-996-0500. I, um, I have to take a break now. Sorry for the, the close breaks, but I, I waited so long on the last one. We'll be back in just a few moments. All right. I, I'm sorry. I was so wrapped up in catching up with everything. I didn't have any music ready to bring you back into that. Do you want me to sing for you? Would that, would that be better? What do, I, what do I play quite a bit? Where could I sing? Ah, I won't subject you to that. Uh, although, also, too, I will not subject you this week to um, to <laughs> Spooky South Coast. We're actually taking the weekend off this week because it's WrestleMania weekend, right? And I know that that might not seem like a big deal to you, but it's it's a big deal for me and for my family and my friends. So we are uh, we are going to take Spooky off this weekend for WrestleMania. Looking forward to two days of matches that I wish had really only been one day because so many of them I don't care about, but whatever, it's WrestleMania. Part of the fun of WrestleMania is complaining about WrestleMania. And also I have a bunch of Guinness left over from, uh, from St. Patrick's Day that I didn't get to. So that's going to probably help me enjoy some of the matches a little bit more as well. But uh, in terms of a, a local connection, you know, if you want to have a... Of course, you know, John Cena is going to headline night one. He's a Boston guy. But uh, a little bit more of a local connection is that uh, Tim White, who was a longtime WWE road agent and referee and just an all-around great guy, he is going to be inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame under the Warrior Award, which they give for people for their, uh, their philanthropy. And he's going to be inducted posthumously because he passed away a few years ago. But he was a local guy from Rhode Island. He owned the Friendly Tap in Cumberland, Rhode Island. Uh, which uh, a lot of folks have been to. Uh, if you're a wrestling fan, you've probably been there because you've seen it on TV. Uh, he is the former owner of that bar, and uh, he'll be part of the Hall of Fame after after tonight. 508-996-0500, you're next on WBSM. Hey, good morning, Tim. How are you? Good. Who, who was the wrestler you were just talking about? Uh, was He was a referee. His name was Tim White. And... Um, before before he was a referee, he was the personal road agent, the guy who was... He was basically the handler for Andre the Giant. He was the guy who really? made sure Andre got everywhere he needed to go and made all of his travel arrangements. And uh, he ended up becoming... He was a referee during the during the height of uh, its popularity in the 90s. And then he went to working behind the scenes. They, they had this really bizarre storyline um, when they were trying to be edgy where like he was constantly trying to commit suicide, but it never worked. So after that, they kind of had to take him off TV because that was just, it was just an embarrassing way to end a, a great career. Yeah, I, th- I thought Frenchie Barnard, wasn't he, wasn't he Andre's handler? Uh, maybe, maybe on screen, but this okay. is, this is the, this is the person who was, you know, making, so he was the one who would get him from place to place. He was the one who would get the, try to find the rental yeah. cars that he could fit in and, and basically make sure because Andre would go out and he would just drink till he got drunk, which would take about 150 beers. But I'm, I'm not kidding. That's that's serious. That number. But um, you know, he would be the guy that makes sure that he shows up to the shows on time and gets to the hotel and everything. So all right, it looked like that caller dropped off, or the phone might no, the call just dropped off. Okay, well, yeah. So that's you know, it was more.
more behind the scenes um, that Tim White worked with Andre. Uh, there was also, you know, a lot of those those characters from the, the, the time period who, you know, because it wasn't as streamlined as it is today where they make all these arrangements on the internet and they can just send it to your phone and all that. There was a lot of people who had that job of helping to corral the wrestlers as they, as they went from, from place to place. Uh, we have another call here. Good morning. You were on WBSM. Sorry, uh, Tim? Yes. Hi, Tim. Yeah, I must have got cut off. I yeah, you dropped off everywhere. there. I got a question about, um, maybe you know the answers. I'm kind of curious. One of your advertisers, uh, the Barrels and Boards, mm -hmm. I don't know if you know, but probably about four months ago or so, they purchased another restaurant up the, up the road heading north on 138. And they were supposed to turn that restaurant and open it up again. It was called the Great American Pub. And I'm, I was a former patron there for many years. And just curious, I, I see nothing going on there. I just wonder if you, if you might know if they have any plans or anything. I'm not, I'm not really sure. Um, I can talk to the salesperson and see if she knows anything. I know she's mentioned to me before that they are going to be um, you know, opening that back up again. But I, I don't know where they are in that process. Again, same thing as you. If I drive by, I don't, I don't see any activity. But she might know a little yeah. bit more than I do. Yeah, because, I mean, you know, you think about it. I mean, if you, if you purchase a building and you're just letting it sit there, I mean, obviously you've got a... You know, you've got a mortgage, you've got a note on the building, and I, I would have thought it would have been up up and running by now. But Well, I mean, he took some time to make sure that they got barrels and boards just right when they uh, right. reopened after the refurbishing there. So, I mean, he's he's okay. got the he's got the patience, and they're doing well enough that I think they can afford to, right. to wait till they get it right. Yeah, okay. Well, if you hear anything, just give us a shout. Thank you. Will do. Thank you. Cool. And I'm, I'm going to squeeze in one more quick call, but then i got to take a break. Good morning. You're on WBSM. Hi, Tim. I got about I, one I, minute. What's on your mind? Uh, I was going to talk about the standard, standard, standard time you want me to employ. I can't, I can't understand you. You're, you're coming in a little muffled. I said I was going to talk about the standard times. Mm -hmm. You're a former employee. I, I used to be a paper carrier years ago, a long time ago, when paper was 45 cents a week. And one of the things that we used to do, if we had a person that didn't pay, when they came around to collect the receipts from the week, they would make us take out of our pay oh, no. to pay for the pe people that didn't pay. That, and and I, now I'm, I don't know if that was a standard times policy or if it was the guy that was doing the collecting. I'm, I'm not sure, but uh, did, so did you end up having to pay a lot of that yourself? Yeah, we had to pay. If, if, if a person didn't pay their, their, their weekly bill, we had to pay that. We had to put our money that, that we made from delivering papers into the into the till to pay for that, and then we had to worry about collecting it from the customer. Well, I mean, I, I hope uh, I hope that that's not the process anymore because I can imagine there's a lot of people that aren't paying for what they're getting once they yeah, get it. I, I would hope to. All right. But, uh, well, I gotta I gotta hold you there because I'm up against the break. But thank you for the call. And uh, we will take the final break, and we'll come back with uh, a few moments to say goodbye. We'll be back in just a bit. All right, that'll do it for me for today. Stay tuned. Barry's going to be coming your way. He's going to have Marcus joining him, too, at 12.15, right at the top of the show, to talk about the... Um to talk about the uh, Trump indictment, rather. Also, I was just informed that uh, Kayla Churchill has put on her official Facebook page for her campaign, Kayla Churchill for school, Kayla Churchill for school committee. She has put the statement that she made last night on her campaign page, 
And uh, she is now fighting back about some of the claims that have been made against her when she reached out to find out about the Gay-Straight Alliance. So I just was informed of that and haven't had a chance to read them yet, but you can read it on her official campaign page, uh, Kayla Churchill for School Committee, if you want to follow along with that. All right, that will do it for me for today and for this week. Again, it's WrestleMania weekend, so I won't be here tomorrow, but we can talk about, maybe we'll talk WrestleMania on Monday and, of course, some other things as well. We'll have Jack Spillane in. He can talk about his column on uh, advocating for, well, why the city council won't, won't ask the public for term limits for the city council members and, and so much more. Uh, but stay tuned for Barry now. And don't forget Red Sox tickets tonight on South Coast tonight. Marcus can tell you more about that when he comes on with Barry. So have a great weekend. Enjoy every WrestleMania match and enjoy every sandwich. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.